Hi there, welcome back to the business side of fitness. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. Each week on the show, we'll highlight fitness industry experts to learn about their personal journey and unique perspective. Through these conversations, we'll learn all about what it really takes to succeed in fitness. This show is brought to you by Vanessa Severiano LLC, specializing in fitness and wellness business development for impactful brands. The time has come to start the show. Everyone's got a story, and now it's time to hear from this week's guest. Let's welcome to the show, Justin Romare. He's the founder of Consistency Breeds Growth, CBG, and Foster Fit. He attended Yale University to obtain his MS in organic chemistry by synthesizing therapeutic small molecules for HIV-1 virus. Uh, Wow. With Justin's experience as a nutrition coach for five plus years, he founded CBG and has been accumulating interactions and observable results with over a thousand clients. His passion is fueled by making a difference in the lives of foster youth and teens, which is why he started FosterFit, a nonprofit organization that provides foster youth and teens a CrossFit gym membership. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and thanks for having me on. Uh, This is really cool. Oh, my pleasure. I'm really excited about what you're up to and I, I'm really looking forward to highlight it. Well, first of all, let's start off with you wear so many hats. You're a chemist, a professor, an entrepreneur, a business owner, and a nonprofit founder. Like, wow, that's super impressive. How did this all start? How did your passion for fitness come into play? Oh my gosh. I think I really just get bored <laughs> with what I'm doing. I can't sit still. So that's why I end up doing a lot of different things and it keeps me moving. But in terms of being passionate about fitness in general, you know, I played college baseball uh, at four years at Loyola University. And then, you know, that competitive desire needed to go somewhere after I was done. And uh, it's not the same, uh, you know, sort of competitive desire that you have in business and things like that. It's more tuned towards sports. So I started CrossFit. And when I started CrossFit, just like uh, a lot of other, you know, CrossFit people out there, we, uh, we go a little bit crazy with what it is that uh, we're trying to do with all the exercising that we do, right? So that I was an avid crusher for a really long time and still use it as a training methodology to sort of stay healthy and in shape. So that's really where my journey started. And then obviously, I've now branched out into doing a lot of things that uh, obviously involve CrossFit. So yeah, it's been really fun for me. You're a really impressive person. And I can see that you're kind of an all or nothing kind of guy. And I like that. I like your style, Justin. We've only just started. So I read an alarming statistic that over like 400,000 kids are in foster care in the US at any point in time. So what problem were you aiming to solve with foster fit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that statistics is correct. And it continue, it's continued to climb over the last five years. So there was a drop in the uh, mid-2000s. And now uh, the amount of kids in foster care is unfortunately increasing up again. And it has over the last four or five years. So yeah, it's a lot of kids, 400 to 450,000 kids in foster care. And the biggest problem, right, that we have or those kids have is that they don't have any real normalcy or consistency in their life, 
right? And this causes a lot of of trauma besides the other trauma that they're sort of dealing with, which is, uh, you know, the psychological trauma of not having uh, a birth mother or someone to care for them unconditionally, like most of us have, or even some of the abuse, both sexual and physical that a lot of them go through, right? Uh, They're also dealing with the fact that they're constantly being moved from home to home. So for example, a lot of foster youth and teens are typically moved seven to 10 times throughout their time in foster care. So every time that something like this happens to foster youth or teens, that's another traumatic uh, event for them in their life that they'll remember, right? They just started finding uh, some normalcy in their life. So with foster fit, what we're trying to do is we're trying to uh, you know, get donations uh, as well as fundraise for money uh, so that we can bet that money to CrossFit gyms. And what will happen is once that money is provided to the CrossFit gym, that will allow a certain number of kids into their CrossFit kids programs, right? And as we know with CrossFit, right, it has a very elegant solution and multifaceted solution to normalcy and consistency because one, we you know, we can get these kids on a routine basis in a CrossFit gym. And it's another thing for social and caseworkers to see, oh, wow, uh, we, we can't continue to move this kid. He, uh, he or she is in a normal environment, right? Uh, it's, so what actually happens is when they evaluate uh, some of the kids in foster care, and whether they're going to move them or not, it's not necessarily dependent upon one specific thing but what the kid these kids are involved with so like for example a lot of times if there is uh, or there are some stories where if there is a foster youth or teen in like the like on a track team at their high school they're less likely to be moved if if possible right it's obviously there are a lot of people involved including the agency uh, and the people uh, and the social workers right but if we can get these kids into CrossFit and show that we can keep them there for six months eight months one year and they're attending classes right? And that's providing them the normalcy and consistency that uh, they need. They're less likely to continuously be moved, right? And then we also know the group aspect of CrossFit provides a love and nurturing environment. So we not only want consistency and normalcy, but we want a nurturing environment that's a good. So this is why we decided to uh, directly focus on CrossFit for foster youth and teens. And that's really where the platform of our mission starts. I honestly, Justin, you're so amazing because just as a parent, you know, I I have two teenage sons just thinking about what these kids go through is, you know, it's gotta be so hard. And I think that, you know, one thing that fitness provides specifically, I've heard about CrossFit communities um, is a sense of belonging, support, These kids need that uh, 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 mental health. You know, I think we all know the mental health benefits of exercise. I think you get mental clarity when you're exercising. Your thoughts are a lot clearer, improve performance at school and just your interactions with others. And and more importantly, confidence. I think a lot of these kids that are going through these, these struggles must really be struggling with confidence. And I think when you're able to achieve something that's kind of like a tangible, you know, 
result, like, oh, I could lift, you know, I could do this many squats and now I can do uh, so much, so much more now that I've been doing this. And I think that instills confidence in, in kids. So I think what you're doing is amazing. What's the, you know, how does it work right now? If somebody's listening to this and they own a box and they're interested in getting involved, how does this all work? Yeah, really good question. So we're having a lot of gyms, obviously at this point, reach out to us and want to be involved. I think that that's a really really great thing. Um, The nonprofit uh, was recently filed and officially formed as of about six weeks ago. So we are brand new and we are really excited to get foster youth and teens in gyms. With that being said, the first criteria that we're looking for is to team up with gyms. Okay, so the the mission here is not to find a foster youth and then go through the agency and then find a gym in their local area. The problem there would be that the gym may not have the prerequisites to CrossFit to be able to uh, work with these kids appropriately. So what we're doing is we're actually getting gyms to reach out to us and either volunteer for different events and be a part of some of our fundraising or uh, they can actually when the time comes, uh, you know, submit and we'll submit an application to them. They can fill it out. And if they fit the criteria, we will work to match, uh, several, uh, you know, one or several, you know, foster youth and teens in their area with the, with an agency to their specific gym. Right. And they can be a part of that CrossFit kids or teens program at that gym. Right. So, if you are interested, you can definitely email us at fosterfitcompetition at gmail.com. And there I'll, able, I'll be able to give you a question about some of our upcoming fundraising events that uh, potentially your gym can, can partake in. And then also, uh, you know, we're sending applications out in January to possibly start getting uh, gyms involved in, you know, have these foster youth and teens at their physical box location. It's so much to navigate. What was the process like for starting a nonprofit and then getting agency approval? I mean, I'm assuming that that was a very tedious process. How did that work? Yeah, to form an actual nonprofit, uh, I suggest that if anyone's interested in doing this, you go through a CPA or a lawyer. There's a lot of paperwork involved with really regarding around getting the tax exempt status. So when you form a nonprofit, all of the donations that you receive in fundraising, you receive this tax exempt, right? So there's a decent amount of information and paperwork that needs to be filed, not only with your state, but also federally. So yeah, this took uh, a decent amount of time for us. And I would say we started that process after Eric Rosa put out the DEI principles of CrossFit, which is the diversity, uh, equality, and inclusion when he took for a CEO of CrossFit HQ, right? So we started that process and it took about two months to actually file everything that we needed to get the, um, you know, the, the tax exempt status. And after we partner with those gyms, we'll be able to go to those agencies, like you said, and find what kids are good candidates in that area to partake in a foster, uh, like a, like a CrossFit gym class, uh, at wherever the gym is located near them. I think this is amazing. And I think now more than ever, you know, with everything that's happened, uh, within the last, you know, six to eight months, I think, you know, as, 
as diversity and inclusion and equality becomes increasingly more and more important to consumers, you know, it's important that a business stands for something, right? It's not just about profit. I think right now consumers have so many choices, right? I could be a member of a zillion gyms, a zillion digital fitness companies, but I'm going to put my money in a business that I believe in that stands for beliefs that align with my personal beliefs. I think that's something that a lot of business owners need to keep in mind nowadays, in addition to just goodwill and and being a good human. So Justin, what was your personal tie-in to foster kids? How did you, you know, come up with this idea and want to help foster kids specifically? Yeah. That's a really good question. So my, my story is actually a really good one. So, and I was extremely fortunate and lucky. So I was uh, adopted extremely young and was provide, you know, I went into a lower income, middle-class family that, you know, gave me everything that I, that I needed to succeed in this life. And I took every single bit of it and used it, which is why I feel I am where I am today. Um, and you know, over the past year and a half, as I've started to sort of get my life situated, I've, been ma- I've just recently got married. It's been two years. I just bought a home, these different types of things. Uh, I'm realizing more and more that it's my time to stop uh, and start giving. So the connection with foster care is loosely tied to the fact that, uh, you know, I was, I was adopted. And then with CrossFit, I know the just the community that CrossFit brings and the elegant solution that it has towards obesity, which is something that we haven't even talked about yet uh, with kids actually being a lot of kids being overweight and foster youth being significantly more at risk, which I'm happy to, to dive into if you'd like. But that's why we decided to, that's what my mission and sort of platform is revolved around through my background. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to hopefully give some of these kids some of the op- at least some of the opportunities that I was provided along the way, you know. I love that. I mean, you really are a success story. Look, you you went to Yale, you're a chemist. I mean, it's very impressive, you know, um everything that you've accomplished and it's so amazing that you're actually doing something with it to help others. I mean, especially like I mentioned, my kids are teenagers. I, I Kids can be so mean and I can only imagine what foster kids go through on a daily basis with, you know, getting picked on and, and whatnot at school that um, so many teenagers struggle with. And I think that sense of belonging in that community to really be encouraged in a community like CrossFit could really be a game changer for some of these kids. And I think just kids in general need to get moving. And I'd love to hear more about the statistics of obesity with foster kids. If you could dive into that a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. So obviously the first piece as to why we started this was what I alluded to a little bit earlier, where we wanted a nurturing environment that provides community love and consistency, right? But then also I realized why it is that a lot of people get involved with fitness and specifically CrossFit. And it's because it provides an elegant solution to weight loss and even more so for kids, right? Don't even think about the fact that um, they're foster, that like foster youth and teens, but just take kids and teens in general, right? Um, you know, as I, as I own consistency 
Breeds Growth, which uh, is a company that provides, you know, nutrition plans and things like that. I'm uh, very aware of, uh, you know, what putting uh, small children and teens on diet, what, what are the repercussions of putting small teens and kids on diets, right? What ends up happening is a lot of them are, are they're, they're at higher risk for developing different types of behavioral issues with food and eating disorders, right? So when you restrict their food or tell them that they need to track a certain amount when they're 12 years old, um, you know, this outcasts them. Uh, in society, especially amongst the kids at their school or other kids that they know. So putting them on a specific diet is not really the solution. The solution of CrossFit, uh, which sparks a catalyst towards weight loss and eventually obesity, which then leads to obviously a lot of different comorbidities, uh, is really the better solution is to get kids moving more. And what better way and funner way if funner is even a word, um, to get these kids, uh, you know, to be in a group setting where others are doing it with them and uh, mentorship, right? Like a lot of coaches and a lot of people at these gyms are, uh, you know, are on board with our mission of doing this and are also acting as mentors, not only in fitness, but in life, right? And the impact that you can make is vast to someone who has so little. Uh, so you know, that's really reason why CrossFit, I think, is a good model for this. And then in terms of including foster youth and teens into this, uh, specifically uh, as in regards to obesity, is that based on the trauma and, uh, you know, psychosocial issues foster youth and teens face on a daily basis, they um, they're at higher risk because of those traumas to experience a variety of different comorbidities, such as obesity, heart disease, arterial plaque formation, diabetes, depression. So this is why it not only tackles improving the livelihood of foster youth and teen, but also, uh, you know, their ability to make sure that they're staying healthy throughout the process and not at those greater risks relative to other, uh, you know, kids that are not in foster care. Um, you know, in terms of the trauma that they face, I mean, we're deal, we're, we deal with a lot of stressful situations on a daily basis and our body, the stress is minimal enough to where our body can adapt to it. Um, but if we could, uh, for example, if we were presented in the forest, like with a bear, right? And a bear came up to us, we, our fight or flight response was, was, is our stress response would release a variety of hormones like adrenaline and things like that so that we can either, you know, fight the bear or run away from the bear, right? For foster youth and teens, that bear and those thoughts of the existing trauma, that bear comes home every single night, every day they're presented with a bear and they're not able to adapt to those stressors. And it causes this trauma, which then obviously links to all of these different issues that they're having, uh, in life. And it's just sad. It's, um, it's really sad. And this is the, the core of, of the, of why we are doing this really. I mean, that, 
that's just what it's, that's just what it's about. I love that you're, you're essentially providing a sanctuary for these kids because for a lot of, you know, a lot of people coming home, that's your sanctuary, right? That's your sacred space after, you know, a tough day at work or, or what have you, you come home and that's where you can rest and relax. And a lot of these foster kids don't have that, you know, safe space in, in a foster home. So you're essentially providing that in the gym environment with positive role models, people that have these positive habits as well. So hopefully, and, and I know that a lot of people that are, are, into CrossFit are also very fanatical about their diet. So hopefully those, those positive food choices and, and all of that affects these kids in a, in a good way as well, because it's something that so many people struggle with. I mean, not just kids, adults too. So, you know, since you are a chemist, I'd love to just understand your opinion and with owning your business, what is your opinion of why so many diets fail? Yeah, that's a really good question. Two thirds of people that lose the weight inevitably regain that same weight or more, right? So that's the current statistic that flies around everywhere. The big reason for that is that people are not following anything that's sustainable for them, right? So they, you know, maybe they do a ketogenic diet or they do Whole30 or or they do paleo, knowing at the end that that diet is going to end for them right? They're doing it for like a 30 day challenge or they're doing it for 60 days. Right. And they get those short term results. And then, you know, obviously just as they thought from the, I'm going to continue to eat like that. So since they didn't find any consistency with the nutrition plan specifically that they were following, they inherently start eating more calories, put the weight back on. And that's when fat cell hyperplasia starts. So What happens for people that go through cycles or yo-yo dieting where they lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, um, their body starts to adapt to those, that dieting stress. And that's called fat cell hyperplasia. That's one stress mechanism that the body goes through. And that's where the body generates essentially more fat cells. So for more storage of fat. So the next time you go to diet, right, you have more fat cells. So it's harder to lose the weight. So this is why people are like, it's harder every time to lose weight. It's harder every time to lose the weight. Obviously, um, there's also an age component of that and a slowing of metabolic rate. But there's also the fat cell hyperplasia at place, which um, it, it's, it's detrimental to you know, affecting people's long-term health and ability to lose weight. So really what you want to do is you want to find something that's consistent for you. Uh, and that you can follow really long term. It doesn't mean you need to be perfect with your diet plan, um, but you need to find something that's consistent. And that could mean incorporating foods that you like. It has to, right? Um, so that's what I would say is the main reason that people end up gaining a lot of weight back, uh, inevitably, that they lost. Right. I'm reading this book called Intuitive Eating, and it's all about why diets fail. And and some of the stuff that I was reading, I was like, I'm very guilty of this. And it was saying that when somebody goes on a diet, like say, for example, you mentioned Whole30, which I, I mean, the principle behind it is just eat real food, which, you know, but you go into it with a mindset of, okay, I'm doing this for 30 days and I'm not going to, you know, I'm very restricted with what I can eat. So 
they were saying in this book that the mindset going into the diet is just cram as much garbage into your mouth as possible because you're not going to get it for 30 days. So you go into this like binge mode. And then after the 30 days is up, you've been like, you know, quote unquote, depriving yourself for 30 days. So then you do the same thing and you kind of like eliminate any result that, and and that can apply to any diet and you eliminate any results, right? Like an Atkins diet, you don't have carbs, you know, that's not realistic for the rest of your life. And so you might see some small results or even these, all these, you know, cookie diets, or uh, I've seen grapefruit diets, um, slim, you know, you're not going to drink slim fast shakes for the rest of your life. Um, but what is this? So I saw that you offer intrinsic dieting approach through CBG. What is an intrinsic diet approach? Yeah. So our intrinsic diet and one-on-one coaching is basically to get people to remove the word diet from their vocabulary in a sense. So we want people to find sustainable habits to uh, their weight loss and some of the goals that they achieved while working with us. So I think the biggest uh, or the most valuable thing about nutrition coaching is that um, you can handle your nutrition on your own at the end, right? Maybe you can't be a nutrition coach for someone else, but you could be your own nutrition coach. And that's it's really the methodology that we use at Consistency Breeds Growth. And we do that through an intuitive slash intrinsic eating uh, methodology. So instead of having people, you know, eat just a specific type of foods like a paleo or an elimination-based diet, we keep things extremely flexible for people uh, and allow them to incorporate foods that they actually like. And then from there, what we do is we we don't have anyone actually track any macros, right? So we don't have to open up my fitness pal or use a calculator. Instead, our coaches on the back end do that work where we, we, you know, get a questionnaire from someone. We understand their body weight, height, age, and goals and what their training intensity is. We can build out a customized nutrition blueprint. And that blueprint will tell you exactly how much, when, and what to eat for every meal with our macro cheat sheet that provides portion size amounts. And once you start learning those portion sizes, for example, like one cup of rice equals 40 grams of carbohydrates, then you can start incorporating the intuitive eating style and understanding your hunger cues. And when you finish that dieting portion with us and you transition into the, our intrinsic phase where you learn how to under use those portion sizes to keep the weight off, Uh, you can uh, continue to have the foods that you like and eat that way to build sort of a lifestyle around, uh, you know, what your goals are, whether they stay the same or they change. And then also we incorporate uh, DNA data. So there are a lot of studies going on now where people are using genotyping and DNA data to understand food sensitivities and how we metabolize protein, carbs, and fat. That DNA data allows us with the intrinsic diet to customize things a bit more. And a lot of studies have shown that when you eat specifically for what your DNA is suggesting that you eat, you're, lo- you're more likely to adhere to a diet like that, which is extremely interesting, right? Because then that kind of um, brings it sort of full circle in terms of following something long-term that fits your lifestyle and that's enjoyable. So 
that's what the intrinsic diet is at Consistency Breeds Growth. It's all about intuitive eating and uh, really getting rid of the, the calculators and the MyFitnessPal and stuff because we don't find that to be a sustainable solution for people. Right. For all the reasons we already mentioned. Well, that's really interesting that you incorporate the DNA because I've heard of like the blood type diet and, and, and I've taken an ALCAT test, but then I also heard that there was like a margin of error with that, that it could be because things that I ate very often showed up there and they said, well, there's a margin right. of error on this test. And it's like, well, what was the point of paying all this money doing this test? If then you're telling me, well, there's a big margin yeah. of error. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So um, let's just tie it back. I just, I just want to touch a little bit more on foster fit. Um, what are some of the fundraising um, efforts that you are incorporating for foster fit to raise funds and how can our listeners support those fundraising events? Yes, absolutely. So um, since we are uh, small, we're trying to pinpoint a specific headquarters for each fundraising event. So our first fundraising event was at CrossFit Speakeasy, which is in Belmar, New Jersey. Uh, and that uh, event was like a relay race. Uh, it was so much fun. Uh, we did that in October. For November, uh, actually starting now, um, the headquarters for our CrossFit online competition, which started today. So unfortunately, you won't be able to sign up for that. But uh, it's three events that were online in the headquarters was Brantford CrossFit, uh, which is in Brantford, Connecticut. So we use them as the headquarters for that event. And uh, we had three events and an online competition that's ongoing. Our next event is going to be in December. Uh, is set in stone, so this may change, but the headquarters is likely to be CrossFit Stealth, which is in New Jersey. And we're looking to do a CrossFit total. Okay, so it'll be teams of three. Um, each person will pick a lift, the strict press, the deadlift, and the back squat. And they will perform uh, a max lift in that specific movement. Uh, and we'll make a team leaderboard for those people. They can donate and uh, it'll, be, it'll be a particular amount uh, per team to sign up. And then the goal is to try to get the entire gym involved, right? And try to get... Um, with the use of three attempts of strict press, deadlift, and uh, back squat for the entire gym to get the thirds. And the reason for 30,000 pounds is because 30,000 kids age out of foster care every year. So for gyms that are interested in being a part of the CrossFit Total Challenge, um, let us know. You can mail us at fosterfitcompetition at gmail.com. And we can give you some information about how to implement it into your gym. Um, you know, it'll just be as simple as putting it as one of your workouts for the day, but then also giving all your members sort of access to the sign up and the leaderboard and things like that. So that's our next our event in December, but the details are still being worked out. We try to do a event a month. It's, uh, it's really fun for us, but if anyone else has any ideas about how they want to do something separate at their gym, by all means, please reach out to us and uh, let us know what you have in mind. We're happy to help facilitate anything we can to fundraise more for the organization. Thank you so much, Justin. I mean, I think what you're doing, your mission is incredible. You have the data and the science to back up the results that you're able to provide these kids 
through FosterFit? And what about corporate sponsorships? Do you have any relationships with businesses or are you looking to obtain any relationships with businesses to kind of support the mission? Yeah, so we haven't partnered with anyone yet specifically for each event. We try to reach out to a variety of different companies, mostly embedded within the CrossFit world that can either donate something or provide a discount uh, to people that sign up um, or a voucher for a certain amount of money for their brand. Uh, so that's been a extremely fun to interact with a lot of different companies that uh, really support our mission. Uh, so yeah, if there are uh, some companies out there that want to support us on a larger scale, uh, that's excellent. Uh, you can also reach us sort of at the same email. Trying to work with uh, New Jersey Kids and Health now to get some grants out to work with, uh, to work directly with them um, in efforts to uh, you know, to, for them to do a little bit more research on how kids in low income areas, which, uh, you know, is sort of in, it's sort of involved and related to also kids that are in foster care because they typically tend to be in lower income areas. Um, so we're also working with them. And that's been extremely eye opening and insightful to see the research side of, of everything. Um, so yeah, if big brands uh, or corporations want to want to reach out, maybe Rich Browning, uh, you can, uh, you can definitely yeah, email us and uh, we, we'd love to team up. Throw that email address out there one last time. Cause we're wrapping up and I just want to make sure yep. that everybody has it. Yep. It's fosterfitcompetition at gmail.com. Uh, so yeah, definitely feel free to email us there. Uh, if anyone, uh, you know, has any questions, uh, concerns, information about our process, they want to partner up, volunteer. We have a lot of things in the works and I think next year is going to be a big year for the organization. So we're excited. Absolutely. Touching more lives, helping more kids and getting more people moving is what it's all about. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insights, your knowledge, your experience with us, Justin. I think it's really amazing what you're doing and keep it up. Thank you. Thanks, Vanessa. Thanks for having me on. And uh, appreciate everybody listening today. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you would please subscribe, review, and share this episode. It would really mean so much to me. I truly love connecting with fitness and wellness experts. So if you'd like to be on the show or are looking for help in your business, definitely drop me a line and connect with me. You can find me at hello at vanessaseveriano.com or my social media handles. Since my last name is not the easiest to spell, I'm going to go ahead and make it really easy for you and link my contact details in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode.